But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's Lima time time. Yeah, you got your caught off guard with that one. I, I somehow I was. I was trying. I was thinking about the a joke I was about to make, and I totally just completely lost the plot. So that's that's a good start to the sh- to the to the centennial show. What? Happy one hundredth! It's the one hundredth episode Where they were. of Lima Time Time. That's nuts. That's crazy. I yeah, we're the so now we're the podcast equivalent of old, and old man yells at cloud. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And then, like, there's uh, there's some baseball. I don't listen to it. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to as many anymore. But, like, the, like the over at Fangraphs, they have, like, episode 1097. I'm like, what in the world? Like, that's cr- – I mean, at that at, – we'll be 50, still probably making jokes about Cole Hamels on our 1097th episode. Yeah, ideally. Yeah, that's the plan. I- Ideally, we will be. Just never. We'll just never stop. I love. Doing before, I'll get to Cole Hamels in a second. I'll, I'll get to him. I'll get to him in a second because I've. I'm very excited that he's in town. Yeah. No. He's. He's. I'm sure. So I, he's he personally handed my cease and desist. <coughs> oh my gosh! All right. Say something nice about our sponsors. Uh. No. Love it. Uh, All right, on to the um, stuff. Oh. I actually, let's see. Let's start with the. Uh, I'll start with F forty five. I'm actually going. I'm actually working that, but I've decided that I need to get in shape. I was at the. Uh, I was at the pool the other day, and there were just people like everybody was just too in shape, and I was <laughs> just like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go see what the uh, the Australians, what 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 interval training means. I don't know. I've only read about it on the internet. Yeah, I still picture JJ Watt with a tire and a Thor hammer, but yep. And a quick sidebar: congratulations to JJ Watt. Aged. Yep. And I didn't make the joke that I want to make right there. So just <laughs> irrelevant. All right, move on from that. So yeah, so uh, go to uh, it's F forty five training. Uh, they have. Oh no. What happened? It sounds like you're in a submarine. Yeah. Are you in the Red October? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can't do you can't well you can't do F forty five in the Red October either. So you have to go to East Downtown. Uh, it's in the building connected to Truck Yard. So uh, I believe that's Hutchins Street, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's Hutchins, and that's in East Downtown. So it's right there by the stadium. All the cool stuff. So you can go eat and work it off, and uh, see me wear a sleeveless shirt, which is pretty hot. So <laughs> look into that. Uh, you can follow them at forty F forty five training Edo or Edo. I don't really give a fuck how to say that. I'm gonna get mad every time because I don't like when anybody <laughs> corrects me. So I do that. F forty five training dot com. Uh, if you just put East Downtown, you can find their specific page but uh it's 45 minutes it's you're supposed to never repeat the same workout so that's pretty cool if you don't like monotony so that's tight uh canned oxygen uh, follow them at canned oxygen best t-shirts uh i am gonna get you some shirts very soon I'm, i was gonna text tyler today that i was gonna come by and pick up he's got a bunch of new ones he's got like a uh 8-bit pixelated oilers helmet that's pretty tight that's awesome yeah, and then so then then there was uh, he added the Legend of Zelda to uh, like the the level in the state of Texas. Like they have, I have one that's like it's Mario three, and it's like a Mario three map. But so he did that for Zelda, which is pretty tight that's and cool. has in the shape of Texas. That's pretty cool. So uh, I will actually get you shirts. Yes. I'll uh, talk to you off air about which ones you want me to get, and, I, and I'll get those for you. But they're the best T-shirts. All the ones I've had from two years ago are uh, still. They uh, they keep their color and they keep their softness, so they're 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 legit. So uh, check Tyler's stuff out, Canned Oxygen, and then Bravado. I'm I'm mad at them. They still owe us a whole lot of money. Yep. I was going over the numbers and it's it's reaching. 
it's reaching about $150,000 a piece, I, I think. I was thinking six figures, but I wasn't sure how, how high into yeah, the six figures. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm probably being a little low because I, I was just, I was looking at where they've, from where when we started the podcast with them as sponsors to where they are now. Like, I don't, there are, James just bought a new house in the Heights. Like, I'm just, everybody's on a come up, but somehow, we, and I feel like all of everybody that's ever listened to our show has bought Bravado. Yeah. So, so, anyway. So uh, I got a special guest here to uh, to finish out the bravado. I was like, "Hello, hey, it's Lee Greenwood." And there's nothing from Detroit down to Houston, from New York to LA, about not eating bravado. Because I'm proud to eat bravado, where at least I know I'm free. That's it. That's all. That's not. That's. That's all you're doing. Fuck! I paid him fifteen thousand dollars for that. <laughs> Fuck Lee Greenwood. And on on Memorial Day, that's what he did. Uh, it feels. Yeah, he just left. He just he just left. He didn't even sing my favorite part. Feels cheap. Anyways, yeah. So that was actually fifteen k's a bargain. Never mind. I guess I got the fifteen k's worth of Lee Greenwood <laughs> doing bravado spot. So um, thanks out to Lee Greenwood for doing that. You just added to bravado's tab. Now they owe us one hundred and sixty-five. I just might as well. Yeah. You know. All right. So yeah. So we're good. We're we're good and clear. That only took six minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the Astros still the best team in baseball. Yep. It's. It, do you find like I mean, even. You win a let's say you win two thirds of your games, all right, which is what the Astros did against the against the Red Sox this weekend. They won two out of three. That's a hundred and eight and a fifty. That's a one hundred eight and fifty four record. That's within reaching distance of the greatest regular season record of all time. But when the Astros lose, so it's a guarantee you are going to lose at least fifty four games. When they lose a game like they did on Sunday to the Red Sox, does part of you get? Like how do you how do you react? Are you like that's bullcrap? Totally should have won that game, or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen from time to time. Kind of a uh, feeling. It's a it's a little bit of both. I uh, I did a show with Josh Beard yesterday, and I actually made a joke that of course that the Astros win the first two, and then they lose a Verlander start at home. Yeah, it's just that. So that's just of course that's Astros baseball for me from many years back of pain. But at the same time, uh, if you're taking two out of three from the the world champions and a, a very good team with some incredibly hot hitters that seem to be catching their stride in Houston with with Devers and uh, Vasquez and uh, even the with the best nickname, the Ice Horse, Chavis. So they've got some <laughs> young hitters. That's a that's a good baseball team. <laughs> yeah, no, they're solid. Yeah, they are, and they got off to a slow start, but they're getting it back together. It's it's yeah it's rough to lose a Verlander start after winning two but yeah you, you I mean you nailed it if you are if you're winning two out of three and you went that's 108 games and that, yeah that's all you have, I mean that's all you have to do to be an incredible team so yeah you're one of the greatest I, it goes both ways but that's an eight and one Verlander season that's it hurts from that standpoint but he's going to lose games and it, there's going to be games when they don't hit like that and we're very well familiar with that so I mean, I'm not shouldn't be concerned about anything other than maybe some injuries. Yeah, no, the in uh, in the two losses that Verlander has suffered this year, the Astros have scored a total of one run. And <clears throat> that's to be I mean, when you don't have Springer, you don't have Altuve, Bregman's even I know he's he's having a pretty good day today, but but he, you know, Bregman's not hitting the way that I think Bregman expects to hit. Um and Diaz No, no, he's he's not Diaz is out. I mean, it's yeah. It's to to say to look back. I think, I think we'll sort of look back and be like, that's ah, pretty cool that they actually won two out of three with with that lineup that they had. So, uh, yeah, not bad. And they, I mean, and they're uh, not jinxing anything, but they're up six to two in the seventh here today against a good Chicago Cubs team. With, yeah, without no. Korea in the lineup. So I mean, that's just a testament to how deep this. Oh, right when I say that, they. They're gonna get make an error, great. Uh, so yeah, they'll, they'll they'll choke this game and then lose. So that's my fault, my bad on that. <laughs> all, I, all I said was they have a lead on a podcast, but yeah. So I mean, they're the the organization. The roster is not only deep to where they can plug in guys like even though it's not ideal, but Gurriel can play second base yeah. if need be. You can, I mean, Tyler White can play first base if he has to. Uh, you know, Tony Kemp plays second base, can play some outfield. So you can, you with the roster we have, without out any of the guys getting called up, you can you can do so many different things. You know, put put Bregman at short like you did today to give Korea a day off. Just little stuff that, 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 that this roster does that a lot of teams can't do makes them 
just impossible to deal with. And then when you have guys getting called up that are, you know, you know, Jack Mayfield today is 28 years old and has been flying under the radar in the Astro system for a minute. And I'm glad to see him come in and he steps in first at bat and gets a base hit and then gets an RBI at second at bat. So, I mean, that'd be, this is, this is a relentless organization and it's not going to stop anytime soon, especially with the two guys being passed up being a one Kyle Tucker and uh, the other uh, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super. I mean, as uh, like everybody else, like I really, I want to see Alvarez come up, uh, and because I, I was, I think it was Peter Gammons that said he was talking to a scout in the comp that they threw out with with Alvarez was freaking David Ortiz, and I mean you want to see that in the lineup, but if you can't, if you cannot, we'll come back to him. If you cannot be happy for Jack Mayfield, I mean the dude was undrafted, and the Astros. So I remember, I don't know why I remember, but they they signed him like the day after the draft ended. And all he's done is is grow and improve uh, over the course of the last six years, and and to see him do well, I mean, even even if he struck out three times, it's still really cool to see a guy like that grind through the crushing poverty of of playing in the minor leagues for six years, and and finally get finally get rewarded. And the way he's playing today, he doesn't want to go back. So good for him. No, uh, no, he 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 shouldn't go back. He'll get he'll get. I think he'll, he'll get a week stay here until. I, uh, Altuve should be back for the Oakland series, if I'm, my my calculations are correct. They were saying that it could be tomorrow, but I think they're backtracking on that a little bit. So, yeah, I think... That's, that seems a little fast, too. I know he doesn't want to... Well, I don't know. You've been living in Nashville. Nashville's a great city. Altuve can enjoy it, go see some country music. Get some hot chicken. Have some yeah, yeah, exactly. Your favorite. So, so uh, yeah, I... I'm, it, it, it's perfectly fine. I, I actually prefer guys like this getting the call, guys like Stubbs, guys that we want to see have at-bats that that aren't necessarily already written in as the future. Like I'd say Kyle Tucker definitely is, and like uh, Jordan Alvarez is, is trying to play himself into that role. Yeah. Even though I, I, I sort of got lit up for this yesterday on the radio, but... <laughs> Uh, and I'd, I wanted to get your, well, but also listeners are stupid and people are dumb, so it's I, it's fine. True, it's a, this, it's a fine take. I'd like to get your opinion on it though. So what what would you say if Jordan Alvarez, and it is Jordan, by the way, we're all clear that it is Jordan. He's changed it. That's what it is. I say Jordan, like a like a yokel. Hey hey Jordan y- Jordan Alvarez. Hey, why don't you learn the language if you want to live in this country? It's like, whoa, Lee Greenwood. <laughs> Lee Greenwood. You're proud to be American. you got to speak the language of our country where at least you know you're free. All right, anyway. So, yeah, Miller. Lee Greenwood, get the hell out of here. It's a lot of Miller life. Um, that is, a, I mean, say what you will. I, I loathe patriotism. I really do. But that, <laughs> that, that, I really do. It's one of the stupidest things, especially if you live, like, and you live like we, like we're so close to the border. Like, you just... You live on one side. You're like, yeah, these are my colors. Yeah, <laughs> red, white colors don't run. And right across the Rio Grande, they're like, yeah, we're poor here. This is bad. Yeah. This is terrible. So it's just, or even the North would have been a better example that was less racist. Right, right, right. Which would be like, yeah, I'm an American, and I'll, I'll, I'll die for these freedoms. And the Canadians are like, yeah, well, I guess we'll stand on guard for thee. I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so that league, so yeah, side, sidebar is that Lee Greenwood song is a banger and uh patriotism stupid. So yeah, shout out to that for Memorial Day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, okay, back to my point. Would, how would you have a problem if Jordan Alvarez was a, one of the pieces in a deal to, to bring a, uh, a frontline starter, a, a Madison Baumgartner, a Max Scherzer, or uh, even a, I wouldn't say a DH bat because you're not going to trade a DH bat for a DH bat, but a, a guy too that that bolsters an MB, a, a World Series win. Oh, that, that's that, that, that ensures it. He has never had an at bat. We don't. He could his his stock is so high right now. He could he could be Chris Carter. He could be. We don't know what he is. That's still a risk. If you can get something that you normally wouldn't get for him, what what wouldn't you take that? right now and just say like hey i because i have a feeling that maybe they don't project him as high as as, as some people are doing just because he's tearing it up in triple a there, there's a lot of reasons that could explain why he's tearing it up in triple a and i think that like his success and whitley struggles are related which we can come back to that would i would i would i trade him for bumgarner 
I don't know. Would I? Uh, would no, I, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, Scherzer's the name out there. We're not going to be able to pay him, but if for a for somebody, we're in the. I, I mean, because I, I make the argument that the Astros do not need to do anything at all, and that includes non-injury roster moves from the you know from the minors. They don't need to do anything, but they're so good that they're at the point where they're in a New York Yankees historical position where you block the Red Sox, you block the Yankees from getting a Max Scherzer to dist- or to keep or any other team to keep you from winning the World Series. Yeah. Now, I, I guess and, and he's the big name out there, but I mean, uh, you, you can't you got to entertain a deal just to, at least just for the run. I don't give a shit if we have 108 wins and we decide to uh just rent a, a pitcher that that wins a another World Series. I could not care less if they win the 2019 World Series. I hmm, you I would I would make that deal for Scherzer, um, but I also that's think what Turner was the other name out there just because I didn't want to be like I'm I don't have a laser focus on Scherzer. Scherzer's the name. Scherzer's going to be the guy. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of guys that are on the market from teams that think they're in it now. That you know we we don't know who the official sellers are for the yeah. most part. And, and but I, uh, so so I guess you would you. Sort of related to to your, I, I guess the the my my answer is I want to see who the return is. It is it Degrom? Yeah, I make that trade. Is it you know? That's which, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking front end starter and even more so. Uh oh, this isn't good. Uh, get fucking Rondone out of the game. I'm I'm oh, I've turned it's, everything it's, off. I'm sorry. I hate coming that that ruins the podcast. But I, <laughs> I got just mad. I've turned it off. Six so. three six three Astro. Awesome. It doesn't matter. It's it's not like these are evergreen episodes, anyway. That's true. Um, although, although it's like traveling through history. But you, I, okay, so I would make the argument that you absolutely do that if it's for a guy that not only you can bring here to bolster your team, but that you can sign. Yeah, Scherzer's. I, I mean, with with Cole needing money, I, I, Scherzer is not a guy you're going to pay that. You're not going to pay that money for Scherzer for a contract here. And you, so you're on the hook if you bring him here, right? Yeah, he's under contract. I can't, his and his deal is. Is pretty long, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. Yeah. So then that's that's probably not the best example. Yeah, a Degrom or somebody you can sign for a two three year deal and keep here that will, you know, that will bolster the team going forward. But bringing in someone like Scherzer who maybe has more, and I, I, I like I said, I turned everything off so the quality of the call would be better. But maybe maybe the. The more money you eat, the less of a package you have to give up for someone like Scherzer. Like the Nationals need to blow that team up, and the, you know they're, they're they need prospects, and they're going to ask for prospects. And if Kyle Tucker's still on the the untouchable list, then Jordan Alvarez, if he wasn't on the list already, which he is, yeah, he he's going to be the next guy up. And it might be something that them losing Bryce Hopper might be something that the Nationals, you know, it's he's sought after because he's a big bat. And they're not gonna. They're not. Gonna, no general manager is gonna. Tra- you're not getting Scherzer for Derek Fisher. You're not getting Scherzer for Garrett Stubbs. No, like you. No, it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a couple of those guys, probably just to unload them, and uh, and a you know a Jordan Alvarez or a, you know somebody else. And I I think you know so. <laughs> what about Seth? Get rid of Seth Seth Beer now and and then bet on Alvarez. I mean, it's it's like one of those things. Yeah, and that's where the the depth of the Astros system really comes in handy. That you can lose a couple of high profile guys, and there's someone right underneath them that's ready to that's ready to come or up. Or you can, or you can not do anything and just keep funneling the system, which is another school of thought. Yeah, that if the Astros don't want to get leveraged for prospects for guys like that because I, I mean they can just keep replacing guys and <coughs> bet on their scouting and their front office which has seemingly been next to flawless don't I'm not bringing up Mark Appel <laughs> um, they've been pretty flawless in, in picking that I, I would bet that not maybe not everybody's gonna hit but a lot of those prospects coming up could very well be superstars, which would mean that with the nucleus they have, that you know, good luck dealing with the Astros for the next ten years. Yeah, was it? It was ninety eight that the Astros went and got Randy Johnson, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was one of my favorite teams because they freaking went for it, and you know, I was I was eighteen, I I I paid really close attention to baseball, but I was not looking at the minors. I would probably have had a heart attack if if that had happened. This you know in twenty in 2018, like 20 years later. 
uh, to bring in a Randy Johnson and give up what, the, what? And that was a pretty big haul that the Mariners got for Randy Johnson from the Astros. Do you do you, do you remember what it was? It was it was uh, Freddie Garcia, uh, Guillen, Carlos Guillen, John Halama. I know there were a couple. John of other, Halama, what a name! I know there were a couple other guys in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. But I mean, the, I guess my point is like I love that '98 team because they freaking went for it. And that was the best. That was, I mean, and this is over. Oh, you know how much I hate the 05 team, but that '98 team, and I'm not alone in this, is the best Astros team of all time. Better than 2017? Oh no, no. But oh, okay. besides, besides the World Series, no. I mean, of course, obviously, that's the best team. I don't even have to list it. Okay. We already, we already know what time it is. All right, I was going to say, or at least for me, for me, that that '98 team was my favorite Astros team over any of the '80s teams. I mean, I was young and stuff, but that '98 team was. You just had a mix of everything. You had Peak Bagwell. You had all, you, all that, and then Randy Johnson comes in and what gives up one run the entire during that run. And if it wasn't for a guy named Kevin Brown, the Astros are probably nineteen ninety eight World Series champions. Walt freaking Weiss, yeah. Um, Walt Weiss. The uh, and, and so I guess my point is like the twenty fifteen team was was of course an awful lot of fun because it was the first time back in the playoffs for ten years. But there's always this this sense of like, man. What if they could have gotten Cespedes? What if what if they could have maybe done what? And I don't think Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires were were Plan A uh, in going into the twenty. There's no way they're Plan A, but Scott also Kazmier, my, I, I would say that that trade's a positive given what Mike Fires did in twenty seventeen for the Astros. No, I think that's true, but the, there's always this. I, I just sort of have this sense of like, man, like what if they what if they'd gone a different route, or if some other GM had been willing to pull the trigger, you know, on something that the Astros wanted to do. So if, if they do trade an Alvarez, if they trade Alvarez for for a Bumgarner, Scherzer, and I don't I don't think DeGrom's on the table at all, but someone of that caliber, I and and let's say the Astros fall short, I'm still not gonna fault them for for going for it. So No, absolutely. And and, and my point was not even and not even as much the team going for it as it is that just be. I've we've seen guys tear up the minors before and look completely overmatched and stupid in the majors, and they just didn't have that next gear. And I think that's what they're. So, and I'm saying that, like, so I'm just from a from a risk reward standpoint. He is his value is high right now, and his unknown major league capability is as unknown as it ever could be. There, there's a lot of risk there that if you can get a deal where you've got the upper hand, I don't see a, a, a world where the Astros don't make it. I think that's probably true. And and I think... And, and, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think what, what... And Luno straight up said the other day, he's like, you know, we're making sure that, that when he comes up that he's actually ready. And basically he side-eyed Kyle Tucker. It's like, we don't want to find out a month in he's not ready for the majors. And... Kind of like Kyle Tucker was last year, and but I also, I mean, obviously they're waiting for the Super Two deadline to pass so they can get right one less year of arbitration from him. And I, but I also think that they have which a, is which is I understand now. I used to think that was a whole move, but <laughs> no, you got. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it's it's someone else's money. Uh, you're cheering for the owner at that point, which I don't. I mean, Jim Crane, God bless him, but I, I don't. I'm not worried about him losing four million dollars when there's you know two more, three more seasons of playoff games before you even get to that. that right, yeah, exactly. Amount. No, I'm with you. Um, uh, the other, say Carlos Guillen? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it, it was only, the only three minor leaguers were, it was Freddie Garcia, Carlos Guillen, and John Halama. Did I, so I nailed that? Yeah, you nailed that. I'm terrible at that sort of thing, so that's cool. I'm extremely good at it, good job. It's a blessed Memorial Day. It is. The troops, it is. The, the troops gave me the that. The troops died for you, to, for you to get that right. I got that answer because of the troops. Thank you, troops. Uh, <coughs> so uh, I guess to wrap up that point, like, you know, you're exactly right. Okay, like, it, we, had the same, well, we had the same – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say we had, the same, uh, we had the same talk about Kyle Tucker where what if he's just – what if he's just is killing it and you can get something for him that's – that we is proven major league talent that can help the ball club win, and we're talking. I'm talking to help win the World Series, not ifs. Like if I mean that you do that, and I, I think there's a there is sort of a there's been a shift in and I I still because we used to joke about having prospect attachment syndrome, like before you have it, you have it very bad. I I well I did, and now I can, I guess I don't know if. 
if like a, we got the one World Series and and I chilled out a little bit, or but like it's the the pipeline is so deep at pretty much every position that you can. I mean, at this point, I'll take proven October skill over unproven promise. So uh, now, do I want the aspirations? Right. And, that, and that's my only point, and that's why I was trying to like when I said it yesterday about. This is not even this has this is not even an indictment on Alvarez. Yeah, he could beat JD Martinez, and he and he very likely could be. I, I yeah, I just it, this is like I don't know. I trust the front office to uh, doing anything to be honest with you. But I mean this the the minor league system the the organization is so deep that that guys like Corbin Martin can fly through there and are, are pitching in the majors. And I I had more. More Forrest Whitley discussions, Bukowskis, all these guys. Uh, I, I didn't have a Corbin Martin discussion, uh, even though we watched him ascend through there. And he's on the team, so these guys are flying on the radar. Yeah, Jack Mayfield, a guy that's playing today. He's been all he's do, ever done is be a productive, great team player in our organization. So, and we're talking about you know we get our fo- laser focus on these guys, but th- this organization, all the teams are filled with guys like Jack Mayfield. Yeah, maybe not not as old, but I mean, just guys that like everybody and everybody in this organization can play. So I mean, so I yeah, I don't know. And I, I think, I, I'm just gonna let Lou now do what he's gonna do and, until proven otherwise. And I think that the why not Alvarez? Well, you have an eight game lead, and it's Memorial Day, so you don't. I think if if it was neck and neck, and you know the A's were who have won like ten straight games, by the way. Um, yeah, no, you see, but you yeah, that's Kyle Tucker and 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 Jordan Alvarez up here. Yeah, because those are guys playing. They they want them to develop as much as possible, and because I mean, I, I mean, uh, Tucker's killing it down there too. He had a really bad April and a really great May. So good for Kyle Tucker for turning it around. I'm still I'm still scared of Kyle Tucker. Would you rather but, trade Alvarez or Tucker? Alvarez. Huh. <laughs> uh, and I and I have. No basis for that. Other than that, I still I, I'm scared of Kyle Tucker, but I I do believe the hype that he if he gets it together, he's the next thing. I Alvarez was in a deal for Josh Fields, uh, and I'm not saying that you can't get it and have it click later. But I mean, I have I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, so he's with not, the, with that, he's dream. not like he's not like a he's not a number one overall prospect that is seemingly a foregone conclusion. Well, that he's gonna. Successful, and that's again. That's not a knock on him. I'm just, I'm just basing it off Kyle Tucker. The circumstances around getting Alvarez are different because it was 2016. The Astros screwed up uh, big time in April. They dug, and that's when, that's when we started the podcast. Was that 2016 season? And oh, that team! That season sucked. That season was terrible, and I still get mad about how. T- I mean, that our episodes were so sullen and downtrodden. It was just. <laughs> And so by by the end of July, I think that trade was actually August first. Um, I don't know why I remember. I'm, I don't know why I remember stuff like that. Uh, but but the yeah, Astros, the Rain Man. I don't yeah, know. The Astros were clearly out of it in 2016. The Dodgers were were going for it. <laughs> Silver medal. And and so you know you, I mean Alvarez is still only what 21, and he's been in the system for three years. Like they were like, uh, yeah, that's we, true. So it's it's not like. You know the Astros traded him for you know, I mean the 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 Dodgers were going for it and the Astros were in sell mode and it 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 paid it paid off. So, yeah, for sure. So um, how he was acquired doesn't really bother me. I think because I think the circumstances of every trade are are totally different. And and so I mean it's cool it, it's it's hilarious because we get another chance to laugh at the Dodgers for trading Babe Ruth for Josh Fields, who then proceeded to basically gift the Astros the World Series the following year. That's hilarious. Oh, that's absolutely hilarious. I mean, uh, I'm looking at his... <coughs> I'm looking at Alvarez's numbers. Yeah, I mean, the power numbers have, have gone up in the last two years. He's at, 19, he's, at 20, he's at 20 now. He hit 20 overall in 2018. No, he hit. Oh, that's with different teams. He hit a lot. He hit forty. Is that true? There's no way Alvarez hit forty home runs last year. Uh, two teams he hit. No, he hit twenty-eight. No, because where's that twelve from? Hold on, let me see. Yeah, there he hit. 
look, he hit 20 with 20 with Fresno, and then no, no, he hit tw- no. That that was the split number. They split it in Baseball Reference. I was so he hit 20 overall. Sorry. And I mean the the they had three they had three 2018 columns over there, and I can't scroll over on my phone, so that's what it was. Yeah, he hit 20 overall. But I mean, doesn't I mean doesn't necessarily mean anything. You're right. He's still a kid. He's, he's 22 now. 22, like barely 22, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts, and has been in the system since he was 19. So I mean, good for uh, that's a. It's one of those deals that you look back on, and and like if let's say the the whoever whichever whichever scout Gammons talked to that said compare him to David Ortiz, that should the day come where Alvarez goes into the Hall of Fame, like it's it tra- traded for Josh Fields in 2016, like yeah, that's, that's you know what I, I mean, and I, and I think the thing that that I'm that I'm gonna ba- I'm gonna backtrack a little bit just because I. Uh, of the the high average that he hits for, so yeah, he's he's getting these power numbers and all these home runs. But I mean, he is a career in the minor leagues. That's four seasons. That he's a career three thirteen hitter. He's hitting three sixty five this year. He hit three twenty five <laughs> with two teams in twenty eighteen. He hit three sixty in twenty seven. No, he hit three thirteen in uh, twenty seventeen. He hit two seventy seven with uh, Boys Creek, and he hit three sixty five. With Quad Cities, so the, I mean, he can absolutely rake. He can, he can freaking hit, and and so would I. Like, let's say the Astros. I still have my stance, but because I, I roll with this club, but I'm not saying, yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I, I don't. He may be. He may be qu- quickly on the do not touch list. Do yeah. If I mean, okay. So Mike Miner is having a pretty good season with Arlington. Do would I trade Alvarez for Mike Miner? No. Would I do it no, for, for Matt Scherzer? Tra- no. Yes. That's not the kind of guy you trade Alvarez for. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I mean, I'm talking like a Degrom, a Scherzer, a whoever else pops available. That's I mean, which is the list. I mean, Baumgartner's a little, a little bit of a stretch. I'm but okay I with just it. wanted to just make the point that a guy that he's a, Baumgartner's a proven a World Series champion and a, and a hell of a pitcher. It's just yeah, some something like that that is a uh, a proven starter and star in this league that will. You can't ensure a World Series, but you can definitely bolster. You can, and and you'd rather. I I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have more World Series champion T-shirts than than farm system champion T-shirts. Right, but but still, I think I I think they're going to land another starter, and I don't think they're going to have to trade. Out now, will they trade Bukowskis or Seth Beer? Oh, oh absolutely! Yeah. They're both in that. with Beer getting promoted. and Beer's starting to look really good. He's yeah, um, he's yeah that's well. definitely poss- possible. I think it's that's tough for the organization to. It's a fine line between developing your talent and also leveraging them for for other pieces. Like to because you can't. They seem to definitely be slow playing Tucker and Alvarez. Like no, we and and also they're gonna these guys are gonna get. I'm not gonna say meaningful at bats because they they're not for the team, but they're gonna get at bats here in September. Yeah, because I the think division get- race is gonna be over, and Hinch is gonna use that ten day, and he's gonna use. We well, don't even have to use the ten day because it'll they'll already be on the expanded roster. But uh, I mean, we're gonna be the the division's gonna be seemingly over with. Barring uh, the, unless the A's keep what they're whatever they're doing, they're bullcrap. Yeah, they they are. No, the, the division will be wrapped up, and those guys are both going to get at bats. So I like guys like Stubbs getting the call up, and that was a catcher thing he had to. But yeah. I mean, I and the, the Mayfield call up, I, I love it. Yeah. What do what do you uh, so to bringing Stubbs up? What do you feel about Stubbs? Are you concerned about the slide of frame? Because if you if we if Stubbs learns how to to catch. Uh, not like he doesn't know how, but that's hyperbole. But if he, yeah, if he figures that out, and you have a catcher that can hit like Stubbs, that be the future of the franchise. Then I mean, fucking good luck dealing with us. Yeah, no, I mean Stubbs, he, it's because he's got a major league bat. He absolutely does. He does, and and honestly, he doesn't. Ha- I mean, you want him to be good enough to where you can give Chirinos more time off, and Stassi was not good enough to give Chirinos more. Like. No, he- He's hitting two hundred or one ninety, whatever he's hitting. It's it's ter- every year I get jacked up about Max Dassey, and about this time I'm like freaking Max Dassey did it again, and and so Stubbs just needs to be relatively consistent, 
And what's great about the lineup is that you're not count. If you are counting on Robinson Chirinos to get you to October, you've like something has gone really wrong. You just want no, those are the pieces that put you over the top from from a great team to a legendary team. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, when, uh, if, if production from those guys, if but Chirinos, Chirinos is, a, is a very good major league catcher. No, he is, but but he's also 35, and you want to be able to give him more. You want to save him for. For October, and if Stubbs can do that and hit somewhat, I mean, he can hit 250, and that's good enough, uh, and be somewhat reasonable behind the plate. He'll be okay. So, so these guys coming up aren't being counted on to carry the team. That's what. Oh no, no, no! They have zero pressure on them, which is ideal for a rookie coming up. Because yeah. I mean, they're going to put pressure on themselves, and the, you know, a guy like Mayfield, even though he got his hit in his first at bat, like you don't smoked it. The team and uh, you know they can just you know you don't have to worry about it. So like I mean, other than the fact that you're a competitor and you're trying to do your best, yeah. you're not. Your future doesn't ride on what you do here um, for the most part. Like just come up here and get and get some good at bats and learn and be productive. But yeah, you don't have any. Uh, you know the the magnifying glass isn't on your back. Yeah, and I think that was I think that was a little bit different. What, what was different about Tucker last year is that he felt like that because he replaced. It was, but it was on his back because he was like he had the exact <laughs> same feel that Bregman had, where it was like we've been hearing about their Correa, same kind, same kind of shit. We've been hearing about him. I mean, we people bought tickets to go see Tucker's first game to see his see his dad drop him off in the in the back where he's like, all right, son, I'll pick you up here after the game. And he's like, all right, dad, <laughs> don't forget your glove. And he leaves his glove in the front seat. <laughs> the, uh, but he still I, looks like an absolute little kid. That's just like, he had to, he just built a, a volcano for his science fair <laughs> in the clubhouse before he went out. <laughs> if I correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't, didn't Tucker get called up because Springer went on the DL? I believe so. I think well, that, I think that expedited it. And so I think that for Tucker, like he's like, I have to replace the reigning World Series MVP, and and it's, it's oh, he definitely put pressure on himself. But there was the pressure from us too, from everybody that was like, we just, I mean, yeah, he's getting the fucking stupid ass nickname, which I will always be against. No, I'll never call him Ted. I'll never call him Ted. Ted. And granted, that was from other guys on the team, so it's not as annoying because they came up with it. Yeah, but that's true. still that like I do not like any time. Any time somebody's comparing a, a guy who's never played the majors to Ted Motherfucking Williams, <laughs> the literal greatest hitter of all time, a guy who wrote the book on the science of hitting. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Ted Williams, did you happen to catch the? Uh, there's a, do- a great documentary on Netflix on 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 Ted and just what a psychopath he was for hitting. No, but I will it, watch that tonight. It's really, yeah, it, it's it's really really good. Cool. Uh, Ted Williams is one of them. Yeah, he's. Not that I watched him. I watched him in my former life. I would go to the ballpark in Boston where we are all racists. And I watched, watched Teddy Ballgame, who refused to tip his cap to the fans because he was mad. The uh, uh, At the Hall of Fame, there was one of my favorite things. It was so – because they were working on putting more like tech, like technologically uh, advanced exhibits in the Hall of Fame when I was working ghost there. Of, the ghost of uh, – Ty Cobb, it's like a hologram. <laughs> the uh, but one of the coolest things was based off of off of his book, like his batting average with, and they they had it they had it by baseball, like the entire strike zone and what it, and and had it on. Oh baseball. yeah, that's a, that's the cover of his book. Yeah, they they basically recreated that uh, in the little Ted Williams corner that was on the second floor. It's, it was, it's hilarious, and it's it should be like not only inspirational but also uh, very uh, intimidating. To see those numbers of where he hit every single place, yeah, and how great he was. So no, it's cool. You know, shout out to Ted Williams. Uh, shout out to Ted Williams. Never, uh, his head's frozen somewhere, so that's kind of cool. Never call Kyle Tucker Ted ever. No, no, absolutely. That just doesn't help anything. And his swing is kind of reminiscent of it, though. I will, I will give him that. It's pretty. But every, I mean, I, I'd argue most lefties have a pretty swing by default, and they have to, they have to screw it up themselves to ruin it. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. I don't know. That's no. That's not a knock on him. So yeah. So I, the Astros are good. I, I mean, I'm the, these injuries are just they're just helping the organization as a whole and the team be even deeper because you're getting real major league at bats for for these guys that could end up. Tyler White's playing a hell of a first base today, by the way. He because he hears footsteps. He made he made a diving catch with runners on to in the inning, and he just all right. So yeah, he's had Tyler. Shout to Tyler White. We love Tyler White here on the show, by the way. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like as a person, we just don't, and, and we're, I mean, we root for him. If Tyler White gets a firelit under his ass and he starts raking, I'm not going to be mad if he never leaves <laughs> that spot. I tweeted earlier I after Mayfield to hit, we're not rooting. We're not like off Tyler White cause we don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> not, he hadn't been productive I just, thus far. Yeah. He's starting to come around a little bit. Uh, and I tweeted earlier after Mayfield's double, I was like, uh, Jack Mayfield has a higher wins above replacement than Tyler White. And I kind of felt bad about it because I don't want to seem like a, I don't want to drag Tyler White. Like, it's like he's, I don't no, want to. But that's what the tough thing is because, like, I appreciate Tyler White, but we, uh, we all are in agreement that he's, I mean, right on the cusp of. He's not of, getting of it done. In that spot. I mean, he is. Uh, he, you know what? Tyler <coughs> White is. Can I add him to the Jake Marisnik? cockroach after a nuclear holocaust list because Tyler White seems to be right right there with it hitting his way back onto two teams never quite he's never quite dead either you know who you know who we really have to thank for let's say Tyler White turns it around uh we have to thank Dan Straley and because Dan the Astros just let Dan Straley go because he was out of options uh, and he went off and, and had a, a pretty good couple of seasons. I think he went to the Reds. He's been to the Marlins. I think he's with Baltimore now. But like he had success. And I and I I want to say that Luno came out like straight up came out and said we're keeping Peacock because we don't want to have another Dan Straley situation. And look at what Peacock's doing this year. Peacock looks very good. And speaking of Dan Straley. I, I texted you. I almost bought that game worn Dan Straley jersey. It was on eBay for like forty bucks or something. <laughs> I'm kind of mad. I di- I'm kind of mad I didn't because I mean it was a it's a badass you know authentic game worn jersey. You know, it's, but it's, it says Straley on the back. That's not good. <laughs> that'd be that'd be. But awesome. just for a piece of history, I'm super, I think I I think I was gonna buy it and I just forgotten and I just now remember now. But that's hilarious. That's funny. And Straley, th- those are my favorite jerseys now. Are guys like that where it's just like well, number one? Why do you have this <laughs> What's it's, a yeah, good... it's just, uh, yeah just some guy that like yeah it's just a random like why do you have a Ch- chad qualls jersey yeah like, you know, like, like the Meyer... why, like what made you go out and get that i mean I, unless you're the, uh, you're having sex with him if you don't have <laughs> sex with chad qualls like or you're not his didn't give birth to him you can't have his jersey <laughs> i really want to get now because of this i want to I'll, I'll figure something out and pay the 200 bucks to get a personalized like authentic geo meyer jersey like astros jersey and just see how can many start, people let's can we yeah can we start like a trend where like and at least uh, lima time time listeners if you uh i say you guys start let's all start getting jerseys of like just roster deep cuts just like reggie abercrombie and, and like having an abercrombie jersey that would be yeah. my and michael Bourne's not not so much of a deep cut but no, I mean he's a U of H guy, but like even like Bogus Savage. Well, L J Hose ended up having a name, so he's got the thing. But like that's that's a cool jersey to have as an L J Hose jersey. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah. We Bogus Savage. I kind of like him behind the desk. By the way, he's all right. Yeah, I don't mind it. He's better than uh, the other guy. I can't even remember the other guy's name. Mike motherfucking Stanton. Oh uh, yeah, Giancarlo. He always has a he's always has a baseball in his hand and he's twirling like a. He's just a. He's just you can just tell he's a jerk. Every it seems like every and I don't see the post game show that much because I have a pirated like MLB TV account. But but every time I see like some tweet that has some clip of of the post game show, like it, it feels like he's he's using every opportunity as an audition for MLB Network because that's the stuff that they do. Yeah, like just uh, yeah, using every opportunity to remind that he that he was a pitcher. Yeah, um, he's still not as obnoxious as John Smoltz. John so I didn't know. I didn't know if you know this or not, but um, the Astros had previously never won a game without hitting a home run. Did you know that? What, like ever in franchise history? No, this year. Oh. You, didn't, you didn't know that? No, you didn't I, know I, that? You didn't hear John Smoltz? The only thing, the only fact he knew about the Houston Astros <laughs> was that we won every game hitting a home run. I think I, I think I did know that, but no, I did, I did not listen. I did not watch the. Yeah, that the, was the BS. Yeah, so they, that game, uh, the I, game yesterday. No, I guess Saturday. Saturday. Saturday game, the Saturday game was the first Astros win without hitting a home run this season, which yeah, is, it makes sense. I think I knew that. But I, but, I also. But the, during the broadcast, Smoltz, I said it probably 15 times. <laughs> I was just like, dude, is that the only thing you know? Oh, he's the fucking worst. Bill Brown was in the booth this weekend replacing Sparks, 
and and he. I wish I had known that Bill Brown is an absolute legend, and him not calling games or uh, full time hurts my heart because he's so fucking good. He was so because uh, because I, uh, I I saw it was on Fox. Like I'm not watching this, and I'm gonna listen to it. And so I did something else while I listened to the game on my phone. He was so good that I like. And I, I miss that. I miss him like a lot. Like, and not oh, that no, I, he, not that I don't like Sparks and and Robert Ford's great, but, but Jim Deshays and Bill Brown are epic. They're le- they are they are legends, like broadcasting legends for sure. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, they, they equate. I I equate them to how good Bill Worrell and Matt Bullard are when Clyde Drexler's not there. Where there there was like there was a you know, the the. At, well, Bill Worrell's the biggest homer on earth, but I think it's hilarious. But just a touch of home, uh, enough homerism to where it's like, okay, I'm watching my guys. But still, the like, you had Jim JD's big league stories, and just like two like good guys. Yeah, they, I, Bill Brown. I can't say enough great things about him. So he was. I I, I feel confident. He's my fa- he's my personal favorite. I feel confident in my decision to not watch the game and just listen to it, so that I could listen to I'm Ford and, that and I did Brad. That now that sucks. Yeah, it was it was good. It was fun, and I like and. and I like it when Bagwell's in the in the booth. I'm coming. I'm coming around on it. I, I definitely he. I've seen him enough to where I realize that he's just super awkward and he's <laughs> and he's not. He's still not quite comfortable. But you can tell that he's a cool dude and like that. Like every, like guys like him. You and know that he's not like just the way he him and and Blum joke around. You could like before I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have said he was the biggest dork on earth or he was mean and had zero personality and just uh and then like he was like the one guy that skipped astro bco's astro church when <laughs> yeah i said when because you have to i don't know about the 05 team you had every single game bco gave his testimony and everybody's like again he's like yeah <laughs> when it again again today um, i get my my guest my guest is chris sampson he's gonna talk a little bit but then again i'm gonna give my testimony again i'm like fuck there i was at seton hall just yep. banging chicks left and right, and then I found God. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah. I, and that's why and that's why he puts the, the pine tar on his helmet. It's to uh, <laughs> keep the devil away. <laughs> no, the, the the whole thing about if you're expecting like great insight into the game, and and and, and Blum and, and Bagwell went for like five innings about the value of exit velocity and whatnot, and it was just like it's just two dudes. Like it's just like two. It's it's listening in on on two baseball players, just like sitting around and talking and no, you're not going to get in-depth analysis of the game, but you're going to hear some stories and it's, you just have to accept it for what it is. And once you get to that point and just realize like, there's not going to be a ton of insight, but they're going to roast each other for a couple of hours. Like it becomes pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, there's an entertaining, I mean, yeah, it's the entertainment factor and I don't, I like I like graphics and when the uh, the you know the statistic, statisticians or the shit they're called or they'll come up with a graphic. And I'm just like, oh, I legit did not know that. That's interesting. I like that. But other than that, there's nothing there's nothing that they can tell me that I don't already know about the game. Other yeah. than what's you know what I mean? I mean for them, except for stories and shit like that. That that's insight. I mean I mean anything that's happening on the field. I mean I we know all that. I don't I don't need per, I personally don't need that. Yeah. So tell yeah, so, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather hear two guys that played the game can can speak of experience at a major, a high le- major league level, Hall of Fame major league level, and uh, and then yeah, just bust some bust the balls a little bit. Yeah, that, that's like fun. the that's like the clubhouse, and that's when it's fun. And it's only it's only what like once a month. I want to yeah, say yeah. I don't know. Only- I don't know like what they're are they. Are they grooming him for something else? Slow grooming him. I don't know what the the point of that is, but I like it. Yeah, he was a. Um, I mean, I mean, Nolan Ryan was good. He definitely is still like a fighting coyotes for sure. <laughs> He's in there. He shows up with, "I hope y'all like hot dogs." <laughs> and just like brings like he gave like six hot dogs to each of them. <laughs> just in there, uh, Biggio was really good too. I, Biggio's great. I don't, I don't, I like, I like hating on that team. But I mean, if you don't think I Biggio wasn't my favorite player, like everybody else is, you're a nut. You're a nut job. Yeah. So, well, actually, Biggio was never my favorite player. He was just. It's like he's so great that he. You should just assume that I love him. So then I would pick other guys that would be my favorite guy. I've never heard I, anyone. I was, say, I, was a, I was like a Morgan Ensberg guy. I love Morgan Ensberg. You know, just like I'd pick guys like that. Yeah, and I've never heard anyone say like straight up come out and say either Biggio was my absolute favorite or I absolutely hated Biggio. Like you don't you don't really hear 
either of those viewpoints. Well, because you can't. If you're an Astros fan, you can't. If you hate Craig Biggio as an Astros fan, then I, what, what is your deal? What is your what is your absolute deal? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Oh, you you hate the 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 best player on the in the franchise up until now. I'm not gonna. He's not gonna have that for long. Cause he's, gonna have, he's gonna be passed by a couple guys on this team, unfortunately. I think that's true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so if you don't, but yeah, I don't. Maybe it's just that his he wasn't likable. I, I likability, which is this is super nerdy, but I like that George Springer has antics. Uh, the, the antics. I like that Bregman stares into the camera and they do these dances like they're fun. Craig Biggio has never had fun in his life. <laughs> Like his idea of fun is spiking a guy sliding in on to break up a double play. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was very. Only, in fact, that's the only way he can come. <laughs> okay, Vigio can only come if he's sliding in to break up a double play. <laughs> Which I actually, I, I, I actually believe that. Though. <laughs> Or like like a sack bunt, like or like a squeeze play. Like there's only two ways he can go: <laughs> hustling out a, gra- a soft ground ball. Anyway, uh, shout out to BGO's sex life. All right, before we before we close this out, I, I got to get digress off that real quick. Um, I would like to say that Cole Hamill's facial hair is as racist as it could be coming into the city. I, I miss everything you just said. What? Uh, Cole Hamels, his facial hair was is as racist as it possibly could be. A <laughs> super big goatee that says he owns a cigarette boat. <laughs> cigarette boat. He's from he's from like Baybrook or something. Just extremely racist. I don't know. Oh, so we're having we're still we're having Osuna problems still. So that's something that we can go <coughs> for next time. He's fine. He's allowed to struggle, but it's it's not good. He's giving up a home run. Six four. Six four. Awesome. Which is the uh, year of my Impala. I have a 6'4". I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's, we, I, don't, I don't want to talk about Osuna. This has been – I'm, I'm stuck on how Biggio can only come on the baseball field. <laughs> but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. Ole! It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Ole! Casa Ole, fresh today. Every day. Get a free child's play. We use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole.